Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome back to the show. We're going to be talking about the news, Tycon, well, Porsche Tycon stuff. I, it sounds so wrong. Tycon? Tycon. I know I'm saying it right, but Tycon, that's such a weird name. Anyway, that stuff will be coming soon. It's actually, there's a lot more news on that than I thought, so the script is, the script is a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. But anyway, news, 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 news. Let's see, upcoming VW Valarin MPV should look pretty much like this rendering, and I hope it doesn't probably will but what, what kind of a name is Valarin? Aston Martin Valarin. Hmm. Maybe there's just too many too many V's with VW Valarin. Mercedes AMG GLB 45S is coming to to reign the compact SUV segment. Audi Q3 Sportback offers little to no surprises and apparently that's quite okay. Electric Kia Seed and or X Seed might just happen. Imagine supposedly EV due in 2021. Production of the new BMW M3 to commence in March 2020? Eh, that depends on when the reveal is going to... Well, A, when the reveal is going to be, and B, how far along in the in development they are. We don't normally see, like, production line leaks, as far as I remember, from BMW. And perhaps this could be the first BMW to do it, but I'd, I'd be pretty surprised if it was as soon as March 2020. Wait, Maybe what will happen is they'll start the production in March 2020, and then the press cars will come shortly after, sometime in April, at the worst, and at the latest, May. MG racks up 2,000 orders for Z ZSEV, extends discounts to next 1,000 buyers. ZSEV, that, that almost messed me up really bad. Mercedes says EQC and B-Class won't get AMG variants. VW E-Up and E-Beetle? Okay. Go racing in inaugural Millie Mi Millie Millie? Is that how it's said? Apparently, it's like the, the normal Millie Millie, but with electric cars. And apparently, it's called the Millie Millie Green. So, there you go. The ultimate rebadging machine. Toyota Supra owner slaps BMW badges on their Supra. And I, all, I, could, I almost want to say that I could see this looking like a BMW, but no. No. New Supra, no, not sorry. New Mercedes-AMG GLE 63 prototypes look and sound the part. Watch out, Tesla Model X. The Jaguar I-Pace SVR is coming to get you in racing form. Because I, I guess they're going to have an electric series with both? That'd be kind of cool. 2020 Renault Zoe Electric Subcompact Hatch might just convince you to go green. If they sold it here, no. But I do like it. I do like the way that it looks. Lincoln Co. starts taking customer orders for 03 TCR Racer. I wonder where they're going to race it. Skoda's Laura Digital Assistant makes life on the move easier. I okay. Is this their like their automotive version of Siri? You know, is this how they're trying to combat it with Laura? <laughs> I've never heard of someone named Alexa, and I've certainly not heard Siri before. But they're but they're just tech enough. Like Siri sounds like some kind of computer program. Alexa sounds like a computer program trying to masquerade as a human. Laura, though, is just a flat-out human. <laughs> what? I mean, if that's what they're going for to make it less foreign and weird and, and trendy like Siri, then I, I guess more power to them, but that, that's a... I just want to know, of all the names, of all... Excuse me, of all the possible names that they were going through, 
what made them choose Laura? It's not bad, but it's it's very different. It's very, very different. Jaguar Land Rover unveils expanded 600 million gate in sight. Neo to slash jobs after nearly half a billion dollar losses in the second quarter. 2016 Mercedes AMG F1 car sets an unofficial lap record at Sonoma Raceway. Spanish driver caught with over 1,000 marijuana plants in his van and tells the officer that they're peppermint. <laughs> wow. Generation's impressive GXE EV sprints to 210 miles per hour. And if you forgot what that was, I don't blame you, they've hardly been in the news. It's that electric Corvette Z06. Basically. 2020 Lexus NX300 Blackline Special Edition comes loaded with bronze accents. Sort of like, there was a there was a few Chrysler Special Editions not long ago. That, they were, I, they were kind of, they, I think they called them Brass Monkey. I don't know if that's what Chrysler called them, but that's what, that's basically what they were. But that's kind of what that's like, except far more bronze, which might be a bit worse. Toyota raises stake in Subaru to 20%, confirms next-gen 86 and BRZ. BMW M nomenclature may extend to company's motorcycle range. I want to say no. I really, really want to say no. But I don't know anything about bikes, and I don't know what the current naming structure of their bikes are. So I don't know if this is a good idea or a bad idea. Like, if Chevrolet were to change their naming structure, I'd be 100% for it. For it. Because who the best cares what a 1L, what a Camaro 1LT or a, or a, or a Cruise T, 2SS or... Who cares what any of that is? I want actual names for my trim levels. Who is supposed to remember 1LT? Okay, so I actually went to Chevrolet's... Unfortunately, I went to their website to find out what's what. So you have... So we, we have the Spark here. And a few other models have similar names that I looked at. So the base model is the LS. Okay. Unless, only car guy is going to care about LS because that's the engine. Anyone else? Who cares? 1LT. Who cares? Th that is not memorable. That's not interesting. Then you have the Active without an E at the end, which is embarrassing. And it's supposed to be like their Fiat 500 trekking kind of thing, but just so mad. Then after that, you have the 2LT. What names are those? Who's gonna care? Then we move on to the Sonic. See if this gets any better. Is it just one model? Better not be, okay, there we go. So you have the LS sedan, the LT hatch, the LT sedan, the Premier hatch, and the Premier sedan. Premier isn't worse. Premier is better. That's, I mean, it's not, for, for a Chevrolet, Premier is really, that's kind of tooting your own horn, but it's not LT. It's not like, oh yeah, it's the Ferrari 570-22. What kind of a name is that? It's just a bunch of numbers. These, they're just a bunch of letters. They're not interesting. And, and the only car, or the very, the only few cars that I think got the naming thing right when it's just, let when it's just numbers are the Ferrari 458. Because that sounds kind of cool and it's very streamlined. The 720S, cool and streamlined. The 430 and the 360. And the 550 Marinello. But that has Marinello at the end of it. So that balances it out. But purely for the letters. 720S, 458, the 488. I forgot about that one. The 430 and the 360. That's it. Chevrolet, step your naming strategy up, fams. Just nothing interesting. Except for, except for the Corvette, sort of. And the Camaro trim line. Like, 1LE, that's kind of cool. Although, I think that's more to do with, with the car, with me thinking the car itself is cool. 1LE, that that on its own is kind of take it or leave it. Hold on to your butts. Newer GM cars getting Alexa available with Samuel L. Jackson's voice. 
I want more automakers to do this. Just imagine if Samuel L. Jackson's side hustle was voicing infotainment systems, or at the very least, voice... Oh, wait, because if it's Alexa available... With, oh, okay, well, then just more cars would need Alexa available, so then... But imagine if he got small royalties for that. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Samuel L. Jackson hasn't been in a movie for 10 years. Just buy you know, buy a modern car and you'll you'll keep supporting his house. Elon Musk says Tesla could deliver 100,000 vehicles in this first quarter. Are you sure about that? Tesla reported its best quarter of deliveries earlier this year by shipping 95,200 vehicles. Okay, so they're close. That's good. BMW UK details new one series just ahead of its first deliveries. Honda Civic sales grow stronger as other brands get out of the segment. Tesla introduces version 10.0 software with Smart Summon and Netflix. This is such a bad idea. On one hand, I know that there have already been a handful of cars that had DVD players so you could kind of do the same thing. But Netflix is a lot more popular than carrying around a 2006 DVD of WALL-E in your glove box. It just... Imagine... We already know what this is going to lead to. Not the Smart Summon bit because that... Okay, that's relatively interesting, but... The Autopilot and then Netflix. A... Horrible combination. Because you can't you can't tell me that some people aren't already doing this with their phones. And I, and I have to wonder, because I don't remember, did they already put that, did they get a patch in place where, oh, you have to have your hands on the wheel or, or having to probably have your hands on the wheel. And if so, I have to ask, is it both hands or one hand? Because if it's one hand, then, and I don't, I absolutely 100% don't recommend that you do this. But if it's not, but if, you only have to have one hand on the wheel. We all know someone someone is either going to take their phone out of their pocket, flick, flick through their apps or through their pages, whatever, get to Netflix and then start watching something with one hand on the wheel, or they're going to get in the car, get Netflix going first, and then get the autopilot going. Either way, it's a really, really bad situation. I hate to say, I hate to say that we're going to eventually need legislation, that it's against the law to watch Netflix in your car while you're driving. Not while standing still. If you're in a parking lot watching Netflix, I don't care. But if you're driving and watching Netflix, well, then I hate to say that there should be a law for that. But um, with the way things are currently progressing, I kind of feel like there might eventually be a law for that. Mercedes-AMG's GLA 45 is itching to go at the Audi RSQ3. Former Cadillac boss Johan D. I can't say your last name. I'm sorry. To help oversee VW's North American operation. Why? In fact, why did they leave? Or I guess they got fired a little while ago, if I remember correctly. Toyota developing fuel cell vehicles with China's FA and GAC. <laughs> FAW and the GAC. Here, here's something that I'll have to get into in a separate standalone episode. 2020 Land Rover Defender to get a remote control function for off-road... Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. That, mm, that sounds bad. Or at the very least, very ill-advised. Cohen Zegbergera sets new 0 to 400 to 0 kilometers per hour world record of just 31.49 seconds. And I have a problem with the video. It's a video. I watched the video because I was like, oh, cool, okay. Uh, oh, wait, no, that, that was probably 500 kilometers now? Either way, while I was watching the video, they basically did a few, like, short pulls in the Regera, and I think sped up the footage a little bit. There wasn't, as far as I could see... There was no actual footage of the actual car that did the actual run. It was just a bit of a B-roll, and then, yeah, we did it here. 
I'm sorry, Killing Jake, but I expect better from you. I want to see the actual footage of when you did the run properly, not some B-roll and then something you sped up and then a few short pulls that makes it look like you did the 0 to 400 to 0. I expect better from you, Kong Zeg. Show us the actual footage. Tesla to start Chinese Model 3 production on October 14th. Tesla only broke ground at its Chinese Gigafactory in January, but the first body in white Model 3 has already rolled off the assembly line. Electrification will allow many to reduce its car size without sacrificing space. Well, you know what? You know how you could solve this? You know how you could solve the problem? Make your cars lighter! Not to say that minis are heavy, but they, they're saying that electrification would allow many would yeah would allow many to reduce its car size without sacrificing space. You could reduce the car size without sacrificing space if you made the cars lighter, because then you could stuff a shorter engine, a smaller engine in it. I don't say it, the driveline bits would still be in the way, you know, in a few areas here and there, but just make the just make the car lighter and a bit smaller, and then you can fit a smaller engine in it. There, there's your solution. Polestar 2 launch edition priced from forty nine thousand pounds in the UK. Sounds like fifty four thousand dollars here to me. BMW M4 Edition M Heritage, six of seven hundred and fifty units heading to Australia. 2020 Honda Accord Hybrid priced from $26,400, returns 48 MPG combined, and that's actually a pretty good uh, price. That's a darn good price. GM could be close to a deal to end the UAW strike. Ford will expand its autonomous vehicle test to Austin, Texas. Oh, dear. Yep, I'm never visiting Texas again. <laughs> Belinger B1 and B2 inch closer to production as company unveils beta prototype Unveils, unveils, whatever. The beta prototypes. The EVs will have two combined electric motors that produce a combined output of 614 horsepower. Ooh. Combined output of 614 horsepower. I hope this isn't an off-road vehicle. Because it looks a lot like a Defender. An old Defender, not the new one. And I wouldn't want that that body having that much power on off-road suspension. Just no. No. Because... Mm. I don't want that thing traveling at 140 miles per hour because that's going to be the sketchiest experience known to man. Ford says, Truck U to GM and Ram announces best-in-class specs for 2020 F-Series Super Duty. The 2020 Super Outback is still your go-to wagon if you don't like big SUVs. If you don't dig SUVs. 2020 Toyota 4Runner made even cooler with new Venture Edition. New Silverado 1500 Rally and Midnight Editions return for the 2020 model year. Subaru's 2020 STI S209 is the special Scooby you've always wanted in the U.S. 2020 Nissan Titan debuts with more power, new tech, and revised styling. Wow, I really, I really need to end it off here. We've been going on for a, a little while. I will see you all after the break. Are you a huge fan of Cody's Car Conundrum? You can now purchase Cody's Car Conundrum merch, which is long sleeve and short sleeve shirts on www.tidyurl.com slash cccmerch. Now back to Cody at Cody's Car Conundrum. Hey, hey, we are back and we are now going to get on to the Titan news. Following a teaser last week, Nissan has revealed the 2020 Titan at the State Fair of Texas. Looking instantly recognizable, the face of the model adopts a powerful warrior design, which emphasizes the truck's solid beam construction and commanding presence. Starting up front, there's a new grille, which is available in three different designs. It is flanked by new LED headlights that feature double boomerang LED daytime running lights. 
For the Below, there is a redesigned bumper with sharper lines and angular accents. It also incorporates new rectangular fog lights. The styling changes are less extensive out back, but the truck has been equipped with new taillights and revised taillight finisher, sorry, tailgate finishers. Other changes include new LED bed lights, restyled wheels, and a revised color palette that now includes Red Alert, Baja Storm, and Cardinal Red Metallic. Moving into the cabin, the driver, the driver will find a new instrument cluster that now features a 7-inch driver information display. The model also comes equipped with an 8-inch infotainment system, but a 9-inch integrated command center is a new option. The latter features Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compa compatibility, as well as an integrated Wi-Fi router, which supports up to six devices. Other updates include additional assist grips and a new flexible smartphone holder slash charging system. The Titan Crew Cab can also be equipped with a newly optional dual panoramic sun... No, moon... They're calling it a moonroof? Whatever. Which is one of the largest in the segment. Furthermore, the 2020 Titan comes standard with the Nissan Safety Shield 360 suite of driver assistance systems. These include automatic emergency braking with pedestrian detection, blind spot warning, pretty standard across most cars these days, rear cross traffic alert, lane departure warning, high beam assist, and rear automatic brake, rear automatic braking. Okay. The model can also be equipped with a number of other features, including intelligent cruise control, traffic sign recognition, and an intelligent around view monitor. Is a round view monitor something for blind corners or when you're backing out, I suppose? But if, if so, then wouldn't that be covered by cross-traffic alert? Under the hood, there's an upgraded 5.6-liter V8 engine that now produces 400 horsepower and 413 pound-feet of torque. This is an improvement of 10 horsepower and 19 pound-feet of torque. The engine is connected to a new 9-speed automatic transmission, which replaces the previous 7-speed unit. Nissan says it will provide smoother and faster acceleration. The petrol engine is the only option for 2020, as the 5-liter Cummins V8 turbo diesel has been dropped to help better position Nissan in the long term. Apparently, Nissan is sad to see it go, but the engine reportedly wasn't very popular with customers. The 2020 Titan will go on sale early next year, and pricing will be announced closer to launch. So what do I think of the looks? Okay, let's start with the interior, because I actually rode in, in, actually rode in a Titan last year, and I thought the interior was pretty bad. I thought it was absolutely terrible. It looked like it came out of 2010, and prior, to be honest with you. However... From the images, I don't, I'm not so sure if the materials are going to be better, but the design certainly looks more interesting in this in this updated Titan, I should say. Because well, I guess you could call it new because it's not all new, but it is new. Platinum Reserve, whatever that is. So, what do I think of the interior? Well, I think it's better. It's I don't think it's Ford level. I hesitate to say it's GM level, and although. Yeah, I'd, I'm not sure I call it GM level either, and it's certainly not RAM level, although really nothing is. However, it is an improvement over the previous Titan, so that's a win for them. Yeah, not bad. Not bad, looking pretty good. Apparently, they've also got a new... It's really hard to explain, explain the shape, but basically it looks like they stuck two T's together. And that's the new Titan logo. 
That's my assumption, anyway. The outside. What do I think of the outside? Let's start with the front. Um, I like the headlights. I like the new DRLs. Those are better. The grill shape itself, eh, I am less... I'm less fond of. I'm I'm kind of conflicted on the front end. I got to be honest with you. It... So the grill itself isn't that big, but it's like Nissan. <laughs> it's like Nissan tried to make it bigger, but they just they didn't have it in them to make it bigger. So they're like, oh, we'll just have a big, basically a slab of aluminum as an outline, as a silver out at the very least. It's either silver or black. It depends on the trim level, but we'll have the silver outline that makes a that makes a, a, a I guess a T one way or another. And then the actual grill in the middle. And so what you get is a fairly good looking grill. And then just a slab of what looks to be aluminum. Polished aluminum. Or something close. And it... What did, what did they call it? Give me a second here, they said. Yeah, they called it a powerful warrior design and solid beam construction and commanding presence and i i kind of see the solid beam thing i mean it's not solid as such because it has the grill in the middle but it would it does look like a beam one way or another and it and maybe i can see what they were trying to go for in the whole powerful you know powerful warrior bit <sighs> Honestly, I, I, I would have preferred more grill. I would have just preferred more grill outright. Because that, the outline, it, it's just, it's kind of weird. I don't, I'm really conflicted. I, I don't think that I dislike it. But I don't, I don't, I don't really like it either. It's just, okay, it's not bad, but it's really, it's a nothing burger. It is an absolute nothing burger. It's really math. There's, it's, it's very, very odd and strange, but the Titan is kind of an odd and slightly strange truck, so it doesn't it doesn't make it worse, but it doesn't really make it better either. So eh, I don't hate it. I don't love it either though. In black, let's see, because they have a they have what's uh what are they? Because Nissan the Pro 4X, because that's their their TRD. Um Hmm. Maybe it's a bit better? That's not saying much, though. And then they, by the way, they continued the the new Titan logo thing. It's split on the, ta on the tailgate, but it is technically supposed to be there, and they have the Nissan logo in the middle. Um, do I like that even? Not really. It. It's just it's so strange, because it doesn't. It doesn't really add anything. Because the red it. I it's just not working for me. It is one hundred percent not working for me. I am not sold. I'm not sold whatsoever. I I think it might have been worse if it was flat, because then it'd be boring. But the fact that it's split and the shape is so weird that it, it it looks just as weird still. 
Yeah, but there's your facelift to Titan for you, because that's, that's what they did. They facelifted the Titan. And I don't think they did a bad job. I don't, I'm not going to say they did a great job, but when you're working with the Titan, not that anything is an improvement, but they did, they did make an improvement. Maserati announces all-new electrified sports car, SUV, and GT. 2020 Alpina XB7 spotted wearing full production body. BMW details facelifted 2020 X1 xDrive 25e plug-in hybrid that America won't get. Bentley Bentayga hybrid goes on sale across Europe with 443 horsepower and 24 miles of EV range. McLaren could focus more on downforce for the 2020 F1 car. Aston Martin raises $150 million via bond sale to ensure the DBX gets made. <laughs> I, I have to wonder, do, does Aston Martin really need this, this SUV that desperately to where they raise $150 million via bond sales to make sure that this SUV gets made? You know, as in, are their sales that bad? that they're basically riding on this SUV. I don't know. I haven't been following their sales. But that seems a little strange. To me, anyway. Toyota will launch second-generation Mirai FCV in 2020. 2020 Audi A3 gives up on camouflage, shows us practically everything. And it... I don't know what the current A3 looks like, but this looks like it could be out here right now. It looks like it could exist right now, and I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. 2021 Cupra Leon ST makes spy debut as the sensible buyer's Audi RS4. Gordon Murray's McLaren F1 successor could race at Le Mans in the hypercar class. Honestly, I just want to see it now. We've got so many great cars, I just want another one. And not that I mean, you know, we've got a lot of great cars from Gordon Murray, we just got a lot of great cars out right now. GT500, Performance performance Package 2 Mustang, the Camaro, Camaro ZL11LE, the Challenger Scat Pack Widebody, the Hellcat Widebody, the Charger Hellcat Widebody. So many awesome cars, I just want more. Toyota Supra, although that one's possibly a bit controversial. It took Maserati six years to manufacture 100,000 Gibble sedans. And while that's... Sort of impressive, that has not stopped a good handful of them from showing up on my state's Craigslist. At 30,000, no less. Far, far under what they were going for, uh, or what they what the MSRP was. Audi RS3, Q3, and RS, and RS Q3 Sportback debut with 395 horsepower. 2020 Mercedes GLB will start at 36,600 in America. More than 1.2 million Nissan and Infiniti, and Infiniti models recalled due to reverse camera issues. Ford's baby Bronco spied inside and out. 2020 Ford Expedition heralds the return of the King Ranch Edition. GM hit with class action lawsuit over Cadillac Q screens that can, that can delaminate. Toyota chief engineer says an X86 has to surpass the Supra. And if you're wondering, yes, I think that that is completely stupid, and I'm going to explain why once we get into that article. But first, obviously, it is the recalls. Nissan will recall more than 1.2 million vehicles due to an issue with their reverse cameras, according to Consumer Reports. 
The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, recall notice reveals that the backup camera settings can be adjusted so that the review image is no longer visible. If this setting change is made, it will be saved and the screen will, will not display an image from the backup camera the next time the gear selector is put in reverse. The Japanese car manufacturer believes that all of 1.2 million Nissan and Infiniti models being recalled have this issue. Nissan will was first notified during a lab test of a 2019 Altima conducted by the Federal Office of Vehicle Safety Compliance in December of 2018. So far, there have been no reported injuries related to the issue. Nissan branded models embroiled in this recall include the Altima, Frontier, GTR, Kicks, Leaf, Maxima, Murano, Envy, NV200, NV200 Taxi, Pathfinder Rogue, Rogue Sport, Sentra, Titan, Versa, and Note. All from the two from the 2018 and 2019 model years. Infinity models being recalled being recalled are the Q50, Q60, Q70, Q70L, QX30, QX50, QX60, and the QX80, also from the 2018 and 2019 model years. Now, uh, by the way, as much as I don't like the fact that Infinity have basically one letter and a bunch of numbers as their naming strategy because it's kind of lame. At the very least, it's a lot easier to say than a bunch of those Nissan names. And faster. Nissan and Infiniti dealerships will update the software for the reversing camera settings to fix the issue free of charge. Owners of owners of Altima and Rogue models will be notified first during the during the week of October 21st, while owners of all other Nissan and Infiniti models will be notified the week of November 4th. That is a long time. Then again, it's a lot of models. And now for the uh, for that Toyota for that Toyota article. Details about the second generation of the Toyota 86 are sketchy at best, but according to the automaker's chief engineer Tetsuya Tada, who led the development of both the 86 and the A90 Supra, the next-gen sports car will be even better than the original. Speaking with which car at the recent Australian launch of the 2020 Supra. Tadasan said that there is a new 86 team developing the next model and stressed that we have to make a new 86 that surpasses the Supra. That is what the customer expect, uh, expects. No! What customer expects the new 80s, an A new 86 to surpass the Supra? We all know what the 86 slash the BRZ is supposed to be. Uh, comparatively, anyway, a more affordable sports coupe than the Supra. Why, then, would you... Try to make the 86 surpass the Supra. Shouldn't you have just made the 86 the Supra in the first place? Wh why? That's what I don't understand. What, what was the point in making the Supra then, if you just want to make the 86 surpass the Supra? You should have just made a new 86 by now, any in that case. And you should have just made the 86 what the Supra was supposed to be outright. Just make the next 86 better and give it a bit more power. 250 is all I ask. Why? Since it is highly unlikely the second generation 86 will surpass the latest Supra in terms of outright performance, Tadasan is probably referring to the overall driving, driving experience and smiles per mile it will, it will provide. Again, what was the point in making the Supra then? Look, if 
The next 86 happened to be a better experience than the Supra. I would just chalk that up to, okay, it's a new car. If they made a new Supra, then it would be better again. That's what I would chalk it up to. But if they mean, just regardless of whether it's new or not, you know, we're just going to make it better, and then if they made a next-gen Supra, and it's still not as good, why buy the Supra then? The only reason you'd buy a Supra then is because it's a Supra. And by, what I mean by that is it's got the name. The only reason you'd buy it is because it's called the Supra, not because of whether or not it's actually any good. So then again, what was the point of making the Supra? If they mean, and I really hope this is not the case, if they mean that the next 86 is just going to be better than the Supra outright, even if they made a next-gen Supra after the 86, they're mad. They're absolutely mad. A recent report from Japan, from Japan's best car indicates that Toyota and Supra will, sorry, that Toyota and Subaru will once again collaborate to develop a bespoke rear-wheel drive platform to underpin the new 86-BRZ twins, as neither Toyota's TNGA architecture nor Subaru's global platform are suitable for a sports car. It is also claimed that the pair will continue to be powered by a Subaru Source Flat 4, but use a larger 2.4-liter engine rather than the underpowered 2-liter found in the current models. It remains unclear if this engine will be turbocharged or naturally aspirated. If it uses forced induction, power will probably sit at roughly 260 horsepower. I hope so, but I half I half want to say, but you know, Subaru will find a way to make it underpowered. <laughs> but let's let's hope it's at 260. While an NA 2.4 liter can be expected to put out around 240 horsepower. Either way, both a six-speed manual transmission and a six-speed automatic should be available. Also, a 2.4 liter NA better not put out 220 horsepower. You already get 200 horsepower, give or take, in the current BRZ-86 Twins, and you can get 220 from an exhaust and an intake. Maybe a light tune at that, but it's not going to be, it's not hard to make 220 horsepower, I wouldn't think, with the current engine, with, with the current engine, with an intake and an exhaust. 230, 240 for that NA 2.4 minimal. And another, we have another article here before we end it off. Toyota and Subaru announced a new extended partnership that will lead to a closer collaboration in the fields of electrification, autonomous driving, and connected technologies, as well as in the joint development of the next generation of their 86-slash-BRZ sports cars. This is the first official confirmation for their successors of the rear-drive coupe twins, which are rumored to debut in concept form at the upcoming Tokyo Motor Show. The new partnership between the two Japanese car makers also includes Toyota's raising its stake in Subaru from the current 17% to 20%, with Subaru to also acquire a small, a small, yeah, a small stake in Toyota. According to the official announcement, the new tie-up will also include the joint development of all-wheel drive models that that offer the ultimate sensation in all-wheel drive, in all-wheel driving. That that's a weird way to to write that out. In addition to the next 86 slash BRZ twins. 
Back in June, Toyota and Subaru announced the development of a common architecture for battery electric vehicles that will combine Subaru's all-wheel drive expertise and Toyota's know-how in electrification. The cooperation will result in expanding the use of Toyota's hybrid system to more Subaru models. Toyota President Aikio Toyota said, I, myself, am a rallyist, and, through my experience of training hard in an Impreza, I have felt in my veins the wonders of, of Subaru's all-wheel drive technologies. Meanwhile, we at Toyota have been going out, have been going all out to hone our all-wheel drive technologies by participating in the World Rally Championship, among other activities. This new step in our alliance with Toyota will lead to enhancing enjoyment and peace of mind that Subaru is committed to deliver. And I am confident that our customers will love what we offer through these efforts. Subaru President Tomomi Nakauma commented on his part. And with that, I have to end it off here. I hope you all enjoyed. I will see you all soon. Oh, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And if you do subscribe, hit the notification bell. That way you're notified every time we upload and just share, follow, like, wherever. Wherever you're listening to this, listening to this do that. <laughs> anyway, hope you enjoyed. See you soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.